El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, current events, and whatever else people are talking about these days. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, information, stats, figures, data, whatever we want to talk about, pop culture, current events, all of those things. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown, joining me as co-host this week. Ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. But I do have (laughs) a couple of guests. Case in point, that was Katie Merriam laughing at my joke. How's it going, Katie? Good, how are you? So good to be here. I am good. Thank you for doing the pod. This is Katie's first time on this podcast that used to be called Unpopular Opinion, which you've been on that before. Yeah, I was on that. Yeah. And I said some dirt about Cardi B, I think. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did you get reactions for that? Slight. Very slight. (laughs) I don't think her people saw it, so it was okay. (laughs) That stands to reason that they would not have. Hey, also joining us, back for the first time, Rivers Langley is here. Hi, everybody. Did you see the thing where somebody accused Cardi B of uh, not being bi? (laughs) And uh, she she clapped back at them and was like, bitch, I've been eating pussy since before you were born, basically. Uh, It's awesome. She's great. I'm I'm, I'm the Cardi B news source, by the way, in case you can't tell. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... That's what you've always brought to this show, and I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're doing an international news roundup episode. We used to do a podcast called What in the World, and me and the co-hosts just don't get along anymore, and I stopped doing that podcast. But I still want to keep people abreast of what's happening in the world. And along those lines, I just realized I opened the wrong set of notes. So we're riffing for a minute. Okay, there they go. There they go. That was fun. I was going to say I can do a a tight five on Cardi B if we needed. Mm, Yes. (laughs) It sounds like you you both probably could, right? Yeah, I feel like Rivers and I have like already, we have a a set set up. (laughs) Where you would trade lines. Yeah, I, I, I was really upset when I realized that Cardi B was a takeoff on Bacardi, the rum, mm-hmm. and not like the second string of the fashion line Cartier. <laughs> that look on my face was not me just realizing that that is what Cardi B is. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah. There was a UFO in the room. <laughs> yeah. So we are all renowned international news experts. So it stands to reason that we should tackle some international news. And uh, I mean, I did these notes a while ago. I haven't gone back through them. I think it's all pretty upbeat stuff. Uh, (laughs) I just got done reading all the news stories. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to get dark, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back to live streaming. Enjoy your evening. 
Uh, up first, National Health Service in England. Patients are waiting up to two and a half years for procedures like MRIs, CAT scans, things of the like. Whenever I see a story like this, I'm like, is this the American government planting propaganda so I don't want National Health <laughs> Service stuff? But it does no. seem, it, it seems like that is not the case. It seems like things yeah. are pretty bad. Yeah, I was going to say, this is just the slow creep of the American healthcare system over to, this is, you know, this is payback for burning down the White House, motherfuckers. Now you're going to have to, <laughs> now you're going to have to wait. This was the long con. This is the Borg. This is yeah. We're yeah. It. We are um, the Borg. I mean, yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's a um, bad time to be sick in yeah. England. There are some patients in, in England. Yeah. 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 I mean, pretty much everywhere. But <laughs> according to a report by The Guardian, there are some patients in England waiting up to two and a half years for diagnostic tests like ultrasounds, MRIs, and CAT scans. And that in and of itself is bad enough. But whenever a doctor is like, ooh, you should get an MRI. Like, you don't want to wait two and a half years to find out why that doctor thinks you should get an MRI. Like, waiting two weeks is so fucking stressful. And there are people waiting two and a half years for that shit. It's one of those weird stories because, like, obviously that's awful. But, you know, and I looked this up, about 10% of uh, England's population is currently waiting for some medical procedure. It's like 7.2 million people. Yeah. But on the other hand, 8% of all Americans just can't do that. <laughs> like, we have 30 million uninsured people, so our wait is longer. So, you know, if you, if you want to compare, uh, you know, a bad healthcare system, like, yes, this is dire, this is bad, but uh, our shit's still worse, England. Yeah, but I was also reading about it, and like you, like you were talking about, uh, I think that the doctors are on strike because they aren't paid like our doctors, right? Is that the right. case? So we have to kind of like, you know, they're kind of like bus workers or something. They're like, we're doing our best, but we can't do everything. I don't know. It, it. I feel a little bit more sympathy for the system over there than the system here because system here is about bottom line and the system over there is about like hey we actually have to make a living like everybody else i don't know well the thing about the way england does their health care it's obviously ideal like people mm -hmm. shouldn't have to pay to not die like that, <laughs> should, that shouldn't be a privilege of the rich but at the same time it's right along the same lines as like national internet like Donald Trump at one point was like, hey, we should just like all have free Internet provided by the government. And everyone on the left was like, I don't want Donald Trump building national Internet. And it's like that is both the point and not the point, because we do need like free national Internet. Sorry. And that L proves it. But stuff like that does come with the understanding that. Yeah, your side will use it the way you want to use it. And then someday it might be in the hands of the other side and they're going to use it the way they want to use it. And it does seem like what's happening in England is at least in part coming down to conservatives like not wanting to fund welfare programs. Or oh, 100%. Programs. 
And I mean, that's just going to be kind of the ebb and flow you have to deal with when you shoehorn progressive policies into a not progressive political system. Same thing with Obamacare. Like there's always going to be a fight against Obamacare as long as our government works the way it does. But that said, this is mostly conservatives being conservative dickholes. Right. And well, and you know, the thing is like with, with England's, uh, you know, kind of social safety net system is, you know, roughly the same of ours, which was born out of, uh, you know, uh, a, the great depression and B world war two. And the fact that global economy is just taking off everywhere else is going to inherently kind of just shrink the amount of money there is and stuff like that. But basically what they've done here is essentially what conservatives are trying to do to public schools in America, where it's like you have like imagine a water balloon and then a bunch of conservatives are poking holes in the fucking water balloon. This being the public school system and then just being like, man, look at this shitty, leaky water balloon. And you're like, yeah, you fucking did that. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, there's there's less money, but there's still fucking money for it. But yeah, no. And it's it's just like this series of things that could have been so easily like one of the things is like there's just been this immense pressure on their healthcare system after COVID. And like I've never run a medical system, but if you were like, hey, there's gonna be a global pandemic, do you think more or less people will go to the doctor? during this time and it's like yeah this was the thing you could have prepared for a little better you know yeah but the intention is not to prepare for any of this stuff the intention is to as you said privatize what should be a universal human right essentially they yeah. are absolutely doing everything they can to try to bring in the you know the ghoulish american healthcare system which is so fucked because you're like do you guys not i mean i know you get our news <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like it sucks oh, over here yeah it. yeah this is a quote from Ed Davey, head of the Liberal Democratic Party. They are the ones who got all of the information about this, because once one party is in power, it's up to them what kind of information they want to release. So the Liberal Democratic Party, which a little on the nose in terms of a name, but it's fine. Well, no, they're they're like the centrists, though. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Because they got the three, they got the Tories, they got the Labour, and then you got these shitheads yeah, yeah. who, you know, are in the middle. They filed a Freedom of Information request, a Freedom of Information Act request, if you're in the United States. We add the extra vowel here on our side when it comes to FOIAs. They filed the request for all this information, and this is a quote from Ed Davey, head of Liberal Democratic Party. And I know if you've listened to this podcast enough, you probably think, oh, he's talking about England. He's going to read this in like a stereotypical British accent. And no, I'm bigger than that now. I've, I've moved past that. I'm just going to read it in my own voice. Here is the exact quote. Bruv, what this conservative <laughs> government has done to the NHS is nothing short of a national scandal in it. In it, yeah. <laughs> in Millions it. are forced to wait in pain and discomfort, anxiously wondering when they will get a diagnosis, let alone treatment, Govna. <laughs> it's quote. a scandal, isn't it? Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. It's fucking madness, isn't it? <laughs> and yeah, like this is conservatives being conservatives, but it is also that doctors strike. But at the same time, it's like, well, which administration is it not paying 
the doctors. It's the conservative. Yeah, right, right. Right. And if anyone probably deserves to be paid a little more post-COVID, it's doctors, teachers, retail workers, fast food workers, restaurant workers, everyone, probably everyone. But. Yeah. Well, and especially over there, because you are with a national healthcare system, you are a civil servant if you're a doctor rather than, you know, somebody who's, uh, you know, jacking up the cost of your kids' braces so they can build a new fucking deck. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's, yeah. it is that thing of like, it's so, it's so just goddamn weird when you have people being like, oh, wow, the, uh, it seems like the, uh, the profit motive is kind of fucking our shit up a little bit. <laughs> and you're like, we've yeah. got almost an identical culture right across the Atlantic just to, to show you exactly what this is going to look like, guys. <laughs> Are we not buying yeah. attention, love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, you can, you can just take a look at what, like, the end game is of that kind of, you know, goal. Right. We're here. Right here. We're, yeah, we're already here. We're paying $600 we're, for Advil when we go to the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Yeah. Just, oh, it's so I, I work as a tour guide. That's my day job. So I interact with, you know, and I, we do private tours. So I end up chatting with these folks. And a lot of times they'll, you know, the first thing they do driving around Los Angeles is just being like, why, you know, why are there so many people sleeping on the streets? And I'm like, well, one, we don't have a healthcare system. If crazy pills were free, a lot of this would just go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't solve everything, but it'd be a good fucking start. And then you start getting into it. And I have to tell them like, yo, it's $10,000 to get an ambulance. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like if yeah. you don't have health insurance, yeah. you just go to the, you live on the street. If you decide to take an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> and and people are like, are you serious? And they're like, yeah. And then, and then invariably to a person, no matter how conservative they'll all go like, wow. And they'll like turn to their kids and be like, see kids, it's good that we have an NHS. I'm like, yeah, that's what we should have. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when I was in high school and I am old enough that I was graduating right around the same time Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton were talking about national health care. And I remember going to a like career day type thing where people from different professions came and talked to you and were like, Hey, are you a bully? Do you want to be a cop? And shit like that. <laughs> and the group of doctors that talked to everyone were just so insistent that if national healthcare passed in this country, that all of your hard work toward becoming a doctor is going to be all for naught. Yeah. Because you're not going to make the kind of money you think you're going to make. Oh yeah, no. I, wow. I have a good. I, I have a very good friend who is a doctor and was in town for like a wedding years ago, and we had this long late night conversation that ended with her literally saying, "Wait, am I?" We were talking about healthcare, and it ended with her going like, "Wait, am I a Republican?" I was like, "I think you're a Republican," because <laughs> like literally at one point she was just like, "So, but what about all the college I paid for?" I'm like, "Well, that's fucked up too." <laughs> But, right, you know, right. what you perform is a social exactly. service. It's you're essentially being like, oh, I, uh, why, you know, I, if you work at the water department and you're getting paid bajillions of dollars, uh, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, that's just a thing that should come out of the faucet. But it <laughs> but is the thing about working at the water department is that they will teach you how to work at the water department and you don't have to pay for education to work at the water department. You know what I mean? Right. That's yeah, like exactly. the, we mentioned Cardi B, like, like Cardi B talked about that. Like it's insane that 
we charge people so much money to get the education we need for them to be the professionals that we want to have. And then like, so then you're yeah. in debt to be in the profession and then you, you expect to get a paid a lot of money to be in that profession. Yeah. But it's like, none of that should be true. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like you know? that's all fucked up. And that's, you know, yeah. obviously it's, it's, it's the interest of capital tying health insurance to employment, making it uh, a privilege rather than a fucking right. But right. it's not a thing we can't undo. You know how Europe undid all of that was uh, World War Two happened. <laughs> and then, and Britain had a chance after they got wiped off the face of the fucking map. They were like, maybe we should do it differently, love. And then, and then they did it. So, In it. Yeah. So uh, essentially it's going to take a war, uh, but it can be done. Let's do I it. mean, I don't think we're that far away if we really yeah, you know, push for that. <laughs> we're getting there. Oh, I, I wanted to mention the, the the austerity guy, George Osborne, that they brought up in one of those articles because I'd never heard of this dude. But uh, he's he's like the guy that everybody points to from the mid 2000s because he was the chancellor of the Treasury in the UK. And he's the guy that did all these fucking austerity cuts. So he's you know, it's basically several uh, failures yeah. across every political party in England going back to the 90s that you can sort of chalk this up to. But if there's a villain, it's this dude. And I looked him up and he is like exactly like the English fancy lad you would imagine. But but he literally is the son of a wallpaper baron. <laughs> like yeah. that that's where his fucking money came from. And I'm like, England's just like adorable. Like, you know, like how did you become a billionaire? Like, mom, my mom did balloons. What? <laughs> what, what? Yeah, there's there's an article we'll link to that kind of it's it's too much to get into all the details, but will it like yeah. traces the course of how NHS got to this point? Because it's not like free public health care is a bad thing obviously yeah it just seems to have fallen into a bit of disrepair in england and again that's not a bad th i mean that's a bad thing but yeah. free health care is the better alternative to what we have in the united states so don't get in the comments brits yeah. and be like oh but bro <laughs> what about your health care there but yeah, yeah it's uh, we get it, like worse here, but I mean, I I actually wanted to like Google how long we have to wait for an MRI versus them, because well, like I honestly think it might be as long. It, well, like everybody, like everything else in this fucking country, if you have money, you get it immediately, and if you don't, yeah, I mean, shit, I I shudder to think I'm on the cheap ass California fucking yeah. poor people healthcare. I that doesn't. MRI doesn't even enter my mind. I'm, I'm like, that's just not happening. Well, I mean, yeah. well, I have a metal plate in my arm, so I can't get an MRI. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have like, I have, so you'll turn into Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. I have decent health insurance and I had to get a dental needle that a dentist broke off inside my jaw. I had to get surgery to have that removed. And it was like a three or four month gap between what I felt was very much an emergency. I had a needle moving around inside my face. Did that, oh, did that right. not feel good? I, you know what? It was the surgery. It was the aftermath of the surgery. Oh, was that a problem or something? What like, was wrong like, with that? I mean, having the needle in there was more psychological because they were like, these things move around. We got to get it out. And Jesus. I was like, all right, when? And they're like, yeah, three months, maybe. All right. 
Lord. I mean, man. you know, I got I, I'm going to take my lunch off and I'm going to get that shit out of your face. You know what I mean? Like because I broke it off in there. So I'll do that. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> that would have been that would have been nice. All right. Yeah. Let's shift gears a little bit and uh, talk about a slightly different sort of international news story. Uh, it's pretty horrifying. Is it? Um... Adam Robert Corden. <laughs> Britain, which right off the bat, too many names, way too many names. He's uh, 51. He is a prominent or was a prominent Australian crocodile expert. He recently pleaded guilty to a whole bunch of charges of animal cruelty. And I know you're probably at home thinking, oh, he was being cruel to those crocodiles. And no, that that would be best case scenario. Uh, he he was being cruel to dogs. It was animal cruelty against dogs, and you know that's nothing too shocking. That that on a, on that's, the surface sounds like Michael Vick right. type stuff. You know it happens. But uh, this this is worse. He wasn't just abusing dogs. He quote tortured and sexually exploited more than forty two dogs. Jesus, which that part's crazy. As is uh, this part, you're not going to believe this, but the details of what this guy did are so harrowing that the public, the media, and even courtroom security were all told they should maybe leave the court before it was entered into the record. This is a quote from one of the prosecutors. These facts contain material that can only be described as grotesque and perverse acts of cruelty, which is confronting and distressing, which in my assessment have the potential to cause nervous shock. That's a quote from the prosecutor. And then the next line in the article, details of the offending are too gruesome to be published. So the person who wrote this article stayed in court uh. to hear that shit. <laughs> Why? Oh, Why I, I would you know. stay? I, I just wanted that to say is that is the most shocking part of this article to me. Well, the part that really uh, fucked with me, aside from the contents of it, was just immediately the the headline. This is the headline. Oh, yeah. It says, Australian crocodile expert who once hosted David Attenborough pleads guilty to animal sexual abuse. And I'm like, why is David Attenborough catching astray in this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That, that's like that's like a headline that's like Dane Cook, Mary's child bride, was once <laughs> nice to Rivers Langley and other open micers at a hamburger stand. It's like, I don't. Fucking, I met him once. I don't have anything to do with this. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of I, shitty I that his name comes up. Yeah, it's like, no, but no, you know no. He, he was like surprisingly nice, even though I've never been a fan of his. And then we went about our separate ways. And then years later, the, the girl he married was 12 at the time. Um, Rivers, you know this guy from Australia, though? Did you meet the guy from Australia? Uh, oh, uh, the tortured yeah, my, dogs. What's his uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Britain colonialism. Yeah. Uh, the third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just says hosted David Attenborough. Like, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Katie, what were you going to say? Uh, I think they were trying to legitimize him, like being like, oh, he was actually a, a real animal guy. He wasn't just like some weird animal guy. You know, it wasn't like, um, who's the Tiger King? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't just, Joe like, Exotic. Yeah, it wasn't Joe Exotic. It was like a real guy. But what what I found amazing is at the end of all of these stories, at the very tail end of the headline, at the very tail end of the story, it's like, also, 
he did some shit with child porn. I was like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, what? Seems like you guys need to write two articles. <laughs> yeah. That, that part reminded me of when the Michael Vick thing happened. It was like the Michael Vick dog abuse thing. That was like late 2000s, like 2006, 2007, something like that. And uh, we definitely were not as woke as a society. And I mean, the person who said this probably still is not, but we were talking about the Michael Vick thing. And like, everyone had this opinion that like, he should get like the fucking electric chair or like, yeah, like the, the punishment should be so severe. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yes, it's bad. It's a, kind of a cultural thing too, blah, blah, blah. And like, I brought up someone who had beaten their girlfriend recently, another NFL player. And this motherfucker in this late 2000s internet chat room was like, yeah, well, women can defend themselves and dogs can't. And it's what? like, man, oh my God. I, I would take myself over a lot of women over a lot of pitfalls. Oh like, my God. Well, you know, like women I, I, with their large fangs. Yeah. Unless it's like, <laughs> unless I, I like get a secret stunt woman or something, someone who's just going to like martial arts, the shit out of me. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be like, Oh, no woman would ever fucking take me. Yeah. Like most that's why pit the, bulls that's why, will fucking take me. I mean, that's why the cops are like when they have to send, you know, a, a, a police officer into the burning building or whatever. And they're like, we're sending in the girl. We're sending in the girl. Watch out. Yeah. Watch yeah. out. We're going to send in the girl now instead of the dog, which is going <laughs> to yeah. definitely hunt you down and bite you. <laughs> right. And, you know, for being real here, the dog, the cops shoot a lot more dogs than women. So, you know, what's <laughs> what what makes uh, panicky idiots uh, more afraid? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm really happy for that fact, actually. I, um, <laughs> I, I have a uh, an awful story that's related to this uh, from from my own backlog uh, that I don't yes, think I've please. I don't think I've ever told this on any show. So you're getting an exclusive here. Uh, so it was October 2002. Uh, Jackass had just come out. The Beltway so. Snipers had just been arrested. So just to of set course. the scene, and I am at my one friend's house who had Ethernet. So we're all fucking with 56k, but one guy I knew had. <laughs> high speed so we're over there and we're on i think it was limewire trying to download a shitty version of the jackass movie that somebody had filmed with like a high eight camera in the back of the theater <laughs> and the computer we were on so this guy lived with his dad and his stepmom and the computer we were on like alerted us it like popped up windows xp like you don't have enough memory to get this shitty version of jackass and so my friend and i were just like Wait, let's try to like figure out uh, something we can delete off of here. And so we uh, went into and found some files and it was people having sex with dogs. Uh, oh, and, no. And this is like one of those stories, like I just recalled this years later and I was like, Jesus, this is fucked up. But it was just tons and tons of like animal stuff. And because we just really wanted to see Jackass, we just started deleting all of it. And the, the <laughs> step... And, and I swear, as I live and breathe, the stepmother walked into the room, saw what we were doing, and said, quote, don't be deleting my doggy porn. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Alabama, folks. Uh, Holy shit. True thing that happened. Oh, my. Did, God. 
but because we were like teenagers, we're like 15, we're just like, well, that was weird anyway. Ho, ho, ho. And it wasn't until like years later when I recalled that, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? Is this so. why you showed me all that doggy porn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's in my brain now. Come on, man. Generational oh trauma. You don't have to God. apologize. Yeah, I was, I was in that computer with doggy porn. Oh. It was, and it was her too. I don't think it was the dad because the dad was like a different kind of sleaze bag. Like that was October at Christmas. <laughs> I remember we were sitting around and uh, he, and at Christmas we're sitting around at the same house and he's just uh, the dad comes in. He's like, "Son, you want to open one of your Christmas presents?" We're fifteen, and uh, my friend goes, "Yeah, dad, yeah." And he brings out what is clearly a four liter bottle of Carlo Rossi sangria that's been wrapped in. <laughs> like wrapping paper and uh he we opened it and then he brought out the, i think to this day the longest joint i've ever seen he's like you ready for some christmas cheer boys so you know i, well, I yeah, actually he sounds, he sounds cool any adult who gets kids cross-faded i i, I actually is pretty cool i i live i mean that i think scene he the, needs to be cross-faded because his I, wife watches chat dog porn okay anyway right <laughs> I, I lived the scene in The Breakfast Club where Judd Nelson's just like, you know what my old man got me for Christmas? A pack of cigarettes. He says, smoke up, Johnny. Like, I just got to visit that world and then go back to my very normal family. Uh, but here's so. the thing. Oh I started smoking cigarettes at 12. So, like, <laughs> if my dad grabbed me by the collar and was like, smoke up, Johnny, I'd be like, fucking thanks, Dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, you're a cool dad, Dad. <laughs> Coolest dad. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I, I do, I, I do like that the article ends with none of his offending is alleged to have been against the reptiles. Just like that's <laughs> not yeah. no. reptiles were, were saved. Yeah, yeah. Also, no, that article does... was really hard for me. <laughs> it was a very hard article. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, bro, have you ever seen an alligator? Oh, pull it up, pull it up. Uh... <laughs> All right. Let's talk about. Yeah, maybe we need to be way more impressed if it was the alligators instead of dogs. Anyway, go on. Yeah, that would like that's what I thought we were going into because it doesn't yeah. really mention dogs in the headline. Right. Yeah. It's just sexual abuse against animals, and it's like, what is this guy up? And then children. Comic book villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then also kids, but more importantly. <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, one time he met the guy who narrated Planet Earth. Can you believe it? <laughs> what did David Attenborough know? And when did David Attenborough know it? <laughs> Meanwhile, David Attenborough's just <laughs> jumping out of a window somewhere right now. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I feel like we could all just like what? adjust our credits. All of us can adjust our credits right now. We really have a lot more to go on than we thought about. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is over. I have nothing to live for. <laughs> hey, let's talk about income equality. Bring the room up oh, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. There's a new report, new report from the Australian Council of Social Service and the University of New South Wales. And you know, and there's a new report from the Australian Council of Social Service and the University of New South Wales. We're going to be on that shit like a fucking QAnon drop except for the Australian Council of Social Service and the University of New South Wales. Turns out, over the past two decades, the average wealth of the top 20% in Australia has grown at four times the rate of the lowest. In 2019, latest year figures were available for 
Don't shoot the messenger. Australia's wealthiest 20% were worth an average of 3.2 million in 2019. That's six times the amount of the middle 20% who were worth an average of 588,000 and 90 times that of the lowest 20%. And again, that's 2019 numbers, not really taking COVID into account, which everyone who was rich got richer under COVID. So this probably hasn't changed much. And like, this is, this kind of stuff is why we have to stop being so chill about the government. Like, we can't just be happy that our side wins the presidency and then call it good for 18 months and then start social media posting about the presidency again. America's too big for that, I feel like. It needs to get more local. This needs to be the shit people like take to the streets over. I don't I don't know what the solution is, but like voting isn't going to be enough. These motherfuckers aren't going to just give up on this kind of inequality because the person you win you you wanted to win wins office. Yeah. I mean, the cliche, the easy, the go-to answer is organized, but it is, as you said, very important that you make people understand what you just said. Like, change on a local level is the thing that's possible at the moment. And if anybody is out there listening, doesn't matter where the fuck you live, there's somebody out there trying to accomplish something that can, you know, take a little bit of power back on a local level and they need your help. You know, even if it's something, even if it's something that's not political, it can still go a long way to, uh, you know, advertising uh, perhaps your side of, of the argument. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But at the same time, don't ever think you're too small for the government to show up. Like that's true. If you feel like you're making some progress and there's like a troublemaker in your midst, like someone who's always causing drama in the group, Right. Fucking kick them out. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a fed. It's always a yeah, fed. Like, like you're working towards something bigger than people's fucking personal drama. Kick that fucking troublemaker out of your goddamn group because right. they're probably the government. Yeah. Like, yeah. And don't buy that. Don't buy that shit where people are like, oh, like I would never have the ego to think the government would come after me. If you are acting in defiance of what this government wants, they will send someone after you. Like, they have enough people to infiltrate your fucking bullshit grassroots organization. It's the reason we don't have healthcare is so that these (laughs) fucking people can show up. And even if they don't have an objective, like, even if the objective isn't shut this person down, it's like the structures of power are there in place to basically just fuck with you. And make you paranoid and drive you insane. Like it's it's what yeah. we learn about like COINTELPRO. It's like the idea wasn't uh, you know to shut down you know the students for a democratic society. It was to turn them against each other. It was just to rat right. fuck. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, maybe they're not coming for you directly, but they're coming for your organization because organization yeah, is the thing that is powerful. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I, I will say that I have more faith in Australia than I do in us. Like we're talking about (laughs) Australia, right? Because I mean, listen, look, look what they did with the gun laws. You know, they had one issue and they made shit happen. Right. So like I have more faith in them than I do in us. But like, you know, for our country, we're going through like the silent depression. Right. And, you know, for that, we need like, like, how did we get out of the actual depression? Like the Great Depression, we made new laws. We curtailed corporate greed, you know, and we did all that. Like it's going to have to take litigation and, you know. 
it's just, yeah. it's hard. The thing with Australian guns, though, is Australia never had the history of guns that we have. Like, we kind of exported gun oh. culture to Australia. Like, yeah. it was like... I mean, weren't they with, like, criminals? And, they were cowboys. Yeah, I mean, they had, they had guns, but not the way we have guns. Like, a, yeah. a total ban on guns. Like, if we go out and confiscate guns, the part people never think of is you're, like, sending a militarized police force into like really high crime and high poverty areas too. Like it's not just going to be rounding up AR 15s from rednecks in the South. It's going to be, in fact, it would probably just be taking guns from people of lower incomes uh-huh. and not be- yeah. the what, like, honestly, you're out. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that would be the first be compromise is we would yeah. confiscate unregistered guns, which would be yeah. essentially raiding high poverty neighborhoods. So it's a little more complicated, but also Australia is part of the five eyes, which we are too, which is Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the UK and the United States. So all the whitest countries. And we, for reasons unknown, all collaborate on sharing intelligence with each other, (laughs) which I'm sure has nothing to do with like white supremacy and making sure like, the Anglo nations keep their stranglehold on the globe. So like Australia can fucking get it too. Like yeah, Australia, or as I call them, England's Florida. Yeah. They even have a Thanksgiving. Like they didn't have room for Florida. So they shipped Florida. (laughs) Like Australia is the one country I won't hear it about Thanksgiving from. It's like, you did the same fucking thing. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Let's talk about something near and dear to my heart. Shakira. I fucking <laughs> love Shakira. I think She Wolf is one of the best pop albums of the 2000s. I've never seen her in concert, which that remains a hole in my heart, but I will at some point. And uh, she's having a rough go of things. Prosecutors in Spain have charged Shakira with failing to pay 6.7 million euros, which is 7.1 million in real money, in taxes <laughs> on her 2018 income, which sounds very specific, like just her 2018 income. It's because she was dating a soccer player, which right off the bat, don't do that. Like, why are you dating soccer players? Date, date a real athlete. I mean, they're real athletes. Their sport just sucks. But she was dating the international show that we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to cater to an international audience. <laughs> The world's favorite sport sucks. <laughs> she was dating a guy named Gerard Piquet for 11 years. They have two kids together and they lived in Barcelona until last year. And despite the amount of time she spent in Spain, Shakira listed her permanent residence during her time in Spain as the Bahamas. Oh, that's not suspicious. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is the hips don't lie, but the tax forms, do, right? What the accountant yeah. does. Yeah, I listen. I think Shakira evaded Spanish taxes, and I'm not fine with it. I mean, like, it's not a real country. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like, apparently but they who did doesn't? this. I mean, yeah, why are they attacking doesn't? Shakira? I know that's that's my conflict because. They do this to cool people like Shakira. Uh, Spain also went after Lionel Messi for tax stuff. They went after Cristiano Ronaldo, which is less bad because he was also facing rape allegations at the time. So they hate 
football players is what you're saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> and their girlfriends. At the same time, though, like it seems like they're holding rich people accountable to pay their taxes. And oh man, do I wish the government here would do that. Like yeah. I fucking. Did you say Ronaldo was facing rape charges? I'm sorry, I'm talking over you so much. Um, did you say Ronaldo was facing rape charges? It did say, like I just glanced at it, but it did say he was like at one point facing That's... rape charges. Seems like that things are getting. I heard of that. Seems like things are getting messy. Isn't that a soccer player? <laughs> yeah. Did I do it? Did I do it? Did it? Oh, you landed oh, it. A judge yeah. dismissed a rape allegation lawsuit against Ronaldo because the accuser's lawyer relied on leaked and stolen records. <laughs> Catherine Mayorga had alleged that Ronaldo raped her at a Las Vegas hotel in 2009. And then what? There was like a video of it. And they're like, well, you can't show the proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just like that was off my personal laptop. (laughs) It's illegal to show the record of me absolutely doing this allegedly. Yeah, I don't know, but it does seem like Shakira evaded some taxes in Spain. (laughs) Okay, yeah, let's get back to Shakira because yeah, 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 just won the VMA Lifetime Award or whatever it was, and so let's just really cut her to the core with this tax. (laughs) You know, I, I am also like Adam. I am of two minds about this because on the one hand, yeah, it is good that they're clamping down on rich fucks and making them pay taxes. But on the other hand, it's like, I, as, as an American, I'd be so mad if some other country was coming after me. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, are the, what is Spain going to re uh, colonize Colombia where Shakira is from? No. Then yeah, fuck off. <laughs> and I'm also just yeah. mad. They're going after Shakira. Yeah. That's it. Right. Shakira is innocent. Right. She's got boss. She did this. Yeah. Like she did this, but I mean, I'm sure she is actually very innocent and it's only her team <laughs> that has come up with this plan. And she's like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Look, as long as uh, the legal system is going to be a joke anyway, it should just be a talent show. If Shakira can win the talent show, then she gets to walk. There it That's is. It. Yeah. You know, if, if, but <laughs> if it has she can to hit a penalty kick. <laughs> right. While Messi plays goalie, which well, that's not his natural position. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, yeah, like you have to win a talent show, but it's got to be in America. So I think Shakira could win the American talent show very easily. These soccer fucks, no one's going to care. You're not going to, you are not going to Hollywood. You are not getting a golden ticket to Hollywood if you're just up there dribbling a ball with your foot or whatever the Here's fuck the they thing. do. Shakira's a soccer fuck too. Like, yeah, she, I mean, yeah, you know. That's one of the things I love about Shakira. She has a song that is about the World Cup, which is the, like the. Olympics of Europe in that it displaces homeless people when it comes to town. <laughs> it is sponsored by Activia yogurt and it's such a fucking banger. Like only Shakira could put a song out like that. And I'm like, still good. Okay. But serious question. Is it better than Ricky Martin's world cup song? The cup of life. I'm going to say no, but oh. that's like a really exceptional song. Uh, like that's also life. good. Yeah, couple yeah. left. Yeah. Here we go. Ole, ole, ole. Hoops. Whose hips are better, though? Oh, Whose hips? Shakira. Yeah. I mean, I, I, think about I, it. I, think I, about I, it. I believe her Shakira's. to be. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I believe her to be the titular bonbon of Shaker Bonbon. I'm, I'm yeah. talking to two straight men, so yeah, <laughs> I feel like maybe there's some room for debate. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they also said that she had like her money in offshore accounts. So like, I'm also wondering like, you know, how do you even dare come for her? 
She lives in the Bahamas, even though yeah. she's in Spain. And That's her money's her money in was in islands that you don't even know where they exist. So what are you even talking about? Yeah. She <laughs> lives in the Bahamas. That's why her money's in offshore accounts. Duh. Exactly. Exactly. She's doing it all right. All right. Let's talk about Alexei Navalny. He lost his appeal against a 19-year jail term. And here's the thing. Alexei Navalny is a complicated figure. And I will never pass up an opportunity to bring this up. The latest news about him, he was sentenced to 11 years in prison for fraud charges. He got another 19 years tagged on to that for extremist activity charges. And he went to a very glamorous looking Russian court recently to appeal that 19 year sentence. And that appeal failed. Go figure. Like all of that probably is politically motivated, just like Alexei Navalny says. Like, he is by far, to his credit, Vladimir Putin's most vocal and effective opponent. But he is also an unrepentant white nationalist who very famously compared Muslims to cockroaches in a video that you can still find on YouTube. In 2021... Amnesty International stripped him of his prisoner of conscience status on account of how he refuses to separate from those white nationalist leanings of the past. And like, it doesn't matter how much your favorite fucking political podcast or late night talk show hosts champion this motherfucker. It doesn't change the fact that he's a fucking Nazi. And it's not even a like gray area where it's like, okay, well, Ukraine does have that one faction of their military that's kind of kind of fash. And the Ukraine government's like, yeah, but like it's it's complicated. This motherfucker's just like, nah, I'm a Nazi and I hate Putin. And since I hate Putin, you love me. And that is kind of the stance we've taken. And that is a that is a slippery slope. Look, here's the thing. He's in jail, okay? When you go to jail, when you get in the clink, you got to join a clique. That's what they say, right? It just so happened. Yeah, he's just Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah, he just had to join the Nazis because he went to jail. Look, I mean, you know, uh, that's that's some prison shit, you know? That's some prison shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, he's he's Edward Norton from American History X. Look, I mean, this is the old me. This is the old me. I'm not trying to be that guy anymore. I watch uh, MSNBC now. Has anyone uh, seen the Navalny documentary on HBO? No. Oh, God. HBO, of course. Of fucking course. No, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't either. And I wonder if they bring this up. Like, it has to come. Like, if it doesn't come up, then that documentary is just like pure propaganda. Right. Yeah. Because this isn't a secret. This isn't like a conspiracy theory. You can several rep, like Amnesty International was like, nah, he's too fash for us. What is it about Vladimir Putin that just nukes the possibility of having heroes on any side of anything he touches? Yeah. Where it's like, no, we can't. There's no just like clear, pure good guy in anything he does. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, there were some good guys and it's your beautiful choice of words because he radiated them to death. Um, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) They've all mysteriously exploded in the sky. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's, like, so much radiation in their systems, a lot of the good guys, his opponents and journalists and whatever. So, you know, I guess it takes a Nazi to actually stay alive. 
I don't Look, know. you just stop walking under the polonium trees while it's raining. It's, it's that easy. <laughs> when we were doing the What in the World podcast, we did an episode about a Russian election at one point. And the really concerning thing is like, yeah, Vladimir Putin is very bad to dissidents and opponents. But at the same time, if you compare him to all of the other candidates running in that Russian election, he far and away likes us the most. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone else, like there's no guarantee they're not going to also kill dissidents and opponents. But in terms of as crazy as it sounds, in terms of our relationship with Russia, Putin was kind of the best choice, which is saying a lot because... He's a terrible choice. Yeah. Well, just I'm like a little bit nervous. I'm going to be Adam. Are you about to be like, hey, you should Google Putin with <laughs> puppies. <laughs> See how he treats dogs. He's so good with dogs. Such a great. No, <laughs> it's just also Russia is a lot like the United States in that the United States is uh, run by corporate interests. And yeah. a lot of Russia is run by oligarchs. And like, I have no doubt that Putin murders his political enemies but sometimes it's those oligarchs doing it too like <laughs> investigative journalists in russia are just not safe yeah from any well, angle like yeah. Putin is one angle but also all of those oligarchs that control that country will also kill journalists the means of death is very expensive so i don't i mean i know they're oligarchs but i think that it's kind of a government issue kind of yeah. death when you well, die from radiation pills yeah, well, and my my, fa my favorite thing is my my favorite thing is when Putin decides to you know he's had enough of one of the oligarchs and then they go missing too and you're like okay that is cool I do like that uh, yeah. aren't they yeah, all but, mad at him though because of this war or whatever uh, yeah yeah exactly well uh, isn't that the uh, the guy who just got exploded uh, who tried to take control of the Kremlin wasn't right. wasn't he acting on behalf of those interests or am I wrong? See, that that's another great example, though, because like we're very much up in arms about the war in Ukraine and what Putin has done in those regards. And I feel like people heard that that Wagner group guy was opposing Putin and were like, Haha, yeah, fuck you, Putin. That guy wants to escalate the war in Ukraine oh, oh, so yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, one of his gripes with Putin was that they weren't really going hard enough in yeah. Ukraine. So it's like, it can't always be, well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like, that guy's not your friend either. It's just that there's a lot of people on that side of the world who aren't your fucking friend. Right. It's kind of like, uh, you know, choosing between Saddam Hussein and Al-Qaeda. We're just like, I... <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, yeah, I mean, both of these people fucking suck, but, uh, you know, one of them is uh, at least a, uh, you know, a, a we understand the beast that is there at the moment. So that's the least bad option, I guess. Yeah. War is bad. So what was the original? <laughs> yeah. War is bad. Don't do it. War yeah. <laughs> Don't Makes invade another country. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Makes this a lot podcast of very complicated for me. <laughs> so yeah. Look, Navalny. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying as a, you know, a, uh, you know, a rolling 12 blood, we do have an alliance with them at the moment. Uh, yeah, just, just for the weekends, just until the possible, uh, you know, riot passes. 
Russia does have another claim about Alexei Navalny, which is that he is a product of the CIA, which that's an absurd claim. The CIA was only like half Nazi when it was founded. And I'm sure they've weeded weeded all of them out since then. But hey, let's talk about the CIA quick. You're not going to believe this. This counts as international news because it happened in Cuba. Rhetorical question. How big is Guantanamo Bay? 45 square miles. Another, how many people are being held there awaiting trials for being involved in 9-11? 30. So as inhumane as Guantanamo Bay is, motherfuckers got a lot of space. Like, (laughs) argue with having, like, you know, at least a square mile, square and a half mile. You got got your own mile. Yeah. Yeah. Which now I understand why it costs so much to maintain it. We have to guard like a square mile, mile and a half per prisoner. That's insane. <laughs> like that's almost too humane. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, with some notable exceptions, we're pretty good at keeping people in jail. So like <laughs> 30, 30 guys is crazy. Like, let's just go ahead and move them over to the supermax in Florence or something like that. Leavenworth, something. <laughs> Right. It's kind of a major profession, but also what I was uh, astounded by from this uh, topic was that we're actually, we're giving them the promise of trial. I thought we gave up on trials a long time ago. Yeah. They probably gave up up on trials a long time ago. I am being like, you know, crass, but like, damn, like I really thought that was closed down and like no trials were ever. That was like one of the disappointments of, the Obama administration is he really did kind of campaign on shutting down Guantanamo Bay and then he got in office and he was like, never mind. Yeah. No, not yeah. No, that. that's, I, I know I was yeah. 2008, the biggest fucking Obama guy you'd ever want to meet. And that was the first thing he did. I remember when that happened, it was like January, like right first hundred days. And that was it. Like that totally was like, I'm good on the democratic party. Like, fuck this. Like that was the thing that killed my, any illusions of, uh, of anything, uh, you know, being good again was that yeah. specifically. Cause I was like, this is the easiest layup of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Well, especially when we're talking 30 people, which yeah. really but what does. What was it in 2008? You know, maybe it was like 35. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. We don't have those 38, numbers. 39. <laughs> Yeah, and like it really yeah. I don't care how skeptical you are, it really does yeah. raise the question of what the fuck are they doing there? Yeah. Because this guy, the the reason we're bringing this up is this one guy was finally approaching his 9/11 court date. His name was or is Ramzi bin Alseeb, and when it came time for him to finally go to court, a military board ruled that he is mentally incompetent now because of all of the psychological torture he has been administered by the fucking CIA. Yeah, I was going to say, they sent Ron DeSantis in there to interrogate him once, and he was like, I'm good. I'm going to just be crazy now. He's like, hey, you getting enough food? You getting enough food? Huh? A military medical panel found that he sustained abuse that rendered him lastingly psychotic. And... This is a quote from a fucking 9-11 family member. They wrongfully tortured these individuals. We don't stand for torture. Because of that, we're denied a trial. We're denied true justice. 
That is Brett Eagleson, whose father was killed on 9-11. And like this guy, his complaint, among others, is that the CIA is like firing invisible ray weapons at him. And I know the instinct is to be like, (laughs) yeah, right. I fucking believe it. Like, what else are they doing in this 45 square mile facility that houses 30 fucking people who so many Americans, if it came out and we found out, oh, well, they've been like literally doing human experimentation on these people. So many Americans would be like, hey, but they did 9-11, man. Right. Like, which, what which, is the CIA doing at Guantanamo Bay? Yeah. Well, because my thing is, yeah, my, yeah. My, thing, my thing has always been like this, keeping them there presupposes there's a chance they would, you know, like the government would lose their trial when trying these people. And it's like, well, now you might. Yeah. You know, now well, you're really yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. if you had done this, whatever, in 2003 or whenever the fuck you captured these people, then I feel like they're going away. But now you fuck the dog so bad with this. It's like, yeah, I feel very similar to the OJ trial where it's like, you deserved to go free. Like the yeah. LAPD fucked yeah. this up so bad that this obvious murderer does not needs to walk, you know, because yeah. that is where the burden, the burden of proof is on the accuser. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> His son did it, but also, um, oh, Jay, <laughs> leave Jason Simpson alone. I, um, yeah, I kind of agree. I think, I think it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 9-11 was 2001. It's tw- over 20 years of, like, whatever they've been doing there, right? Like, think about how many, like, people come back from, like, a couple tours in Afghanistan with PTSD and shit. And, like, think about 20 years or, like, 15 years of this shit. How long was McCain in Vietnam yeah. or wherever he was? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's it's too much. It's way too much. And is it, like, right? every day? Or is it just, it seems like what happened is in the immediate aftermath, when they got all these people to Guantanamo Bay, they just like abused the shit out of them. Yeah. And now I feel like we're kind of trying to cover up the ramifications of that. Yeah. Yeah. We're just waiting for them to die. And I, and that, that, you know, I, uh, that's how long they've been in there is that the guy who used to be like the over one of the overseers of Guantanamo Bay, that was Ron DeSantis's old job, uh, by the way, uh, is now not only the governor of Florida, but running to be the president. Like imagine having been in there, like the most annoying fucking guard on the islands. And then now you've been in there so long that he's now has a national platform. That's, <laughs> like, that's, God, that, that's yeah. literally like we're in a hellscape. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, just shoot me in the head. If I have to talk to Ron DeSantis for more than a, a fucking 20 seconds, you can just go ahead and execute me. Yeah. Fucking Ron DeSantis. Ugh. I like when people act like he's not a problem. I don't care if he doesn't win in yeah, 2024. No. Ron DeSantis is going to be a problem for decades. <laughs> yep, yep. He is younger than me. He's going to be a problem for a long, long, long time. Anyway, let's talk about sports. Okay. Gymnastics Ireland. Taylor Swift is dick. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Gymnastics Ireland is deeply sorry for ignoring a black gymnast at a medal ceremony. Did everyone watch this video? No. I did. I watched it. It is what it happened? is like 1950s racism. Like it, 
there's just a line of gymnasts who are all clearly getting like bullshit. They're all in the just same team. Medal. Yeah, they're all on the same team. They're yes. all getting the same medal. And this woman puts medals on like four or five kids, comes to a black kid who is also a gymnast on this team, skips okay. her and just puts medals on all the kids after her. And this kid is like, she's like looking down. Like, she's like, I don't, what happened? Hey, hey, it's really yeah. sad. Hey. It's Holy shit. Very sad. And yeah. the thing about it is it happened in 2022 and gymnastics. Ireland is just now apologizing. And I think the- oh, we were drunk. <laughs> it took us a little time. Yeah. Sorry. We had to wake uh, up and check it off. But yeah, it's because the video came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Seems like the video came out because they just reached a settlement with the family. And I guarantee the family was like, hey, do you want to po- maybe apologize also? And they were like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so this family got their settlement and they were like, all right, we're going to put the video out. I bet you fucking apologize then. And now they've apologized. <gasps> What just? I mean, just, it's just feel like we fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's even like, understand how that woman like even justified like in in her life how she justified walking past that child. Like I just don't even I can't even comprehend. Like you can be racist, but you can't like just I don't know, man. I don't know. You can't be racist first of all. The second the of all, fact, so blatantly, right? <laughs> like the fact that they didn't come out and apologize immediately Yeah, is such a problem. Cause you had like, they had to have seen the video. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, why the did video they was probably engage? why they got the settlement? Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, so they have to know it is fucking 2023 or 2022 at the time. Like that shit's gonna get online. Like this is the kind of thing you just, it would have been so easy for them to just get in front of this and be like, Whoa, we didn't know our judge was this racist shit stain. Well, right. you, you know what it is. Uh, this is an Irish apology where you just you just don't. You just don't <laughs> exactly. You just got a Homer Simpson into the bushes. <laughs> oh, well, here's uh, your settlement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which would also be fine. It's like, yeah, just give me the medal and give me some fucking money and you can Homer Simpson all you want. But, uh, you know. At least have I really some want to talk to that woman though, because like these are children, these are little girls. Yeah. I can't understand how you can like, be that woman. I really just can't. How is that. that racist? My yeah. God! Right, exactly. Like, oh yeah, it's a it's a hard video to watch. Simone Biles, the arguably greatest gymnast of all time, American or otherwise, saw this video and reached out to the girl in the video and like. DM'd her and stuff. So that was cool. She like spoke out about it, but yeah, like, I don't know what else there is to be done. It's just like, fuck, why would you try and cover this up? Like the, the good look in 2022 K 23 is just fucking get ahead of it and be like, this isn't us. Like, yeah, she's a racist piece of shit. Like by covering this up and hoping (laughs) it goes away, they're like, no, that is us. Like we didn't, yeah, you could you could very easily just be like, "Have you met white sports moms?" Well, this is where they yeah. came from. This fucking island. Uh, <laughs> it's like you have the fucking police and the one next you, door. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. I, 
they maybe just really thought the video wouldn't get out and that like, it would be better not to say anything. You what know, year like, is they, it? That's insane. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know. All right. I'm playing devil's advocate right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm now, I mean, go back to that earlier story. I'm just hoping nobody digs up that picture of all of the open micers and Dane Cook at Astro Burger. I'm like, don't, no, no, please don't dig that up. <laughs> Wow, they're married Here's now. Langley and Dane Cook were best friends. Yeah, we were like this. Yeah, at Astro Burger <laughs> once in 2013. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about a real tragedy. The Cricket World Cup opens in India next month. That's not the tragedy. The tragedy is that several players will carry Kashmiri willow wood bats to the World Cup, which is also not the tragedy. The tragedy is that the people who make those bats because of the over exploitation of trees, their craft is facing extinction. Did everyone read this article? Yeah. I, I yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. No, Am I it's crazy that the whole tone of this is, Hey, stop cutting down trees because <laughs> these people who cut down trees need trees to cut down to do what they do. Yeah. 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 It, it's a little bit like we read an article on our podcast when Corona first started. There was this woman who was just like, hey, I tried to go buy organic flour and it was all taken because all these idiots are baking their own bread at home. <laughs> and, and like wrote this long article about how people were taking food out of her mouth. And you're just like, Late, just the, you guys are looking at the wrong shit right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I, see, I, I have trouble. Like, I, I understand that cricket is, like, massive in India and, you know, lots of other countries. I have Isn't no that clue. massive, though? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's yeah. huge. Oh, it's people... so massive that we're deforesting the... Oh, know, I didn't say... You know what I mean? Like, you know, how many cricket oh, well, bats can you get out of a tree? You know? It feels like a lot. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably a lot. Probably a lot. And apparently, no. like... This wood that they use, you can also get it in other places, but it's like the best where they get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that region of Kashmir does not need those resources for anything else. Like, look, it, I, look right. that, that area is so good it has a Led Zeppelin song named after it. And, <laughs> really they can't, and, this, and this wood does not grow on Misty Mountain, so they got to, you know... <laughs> Two songs by the band Led Zeppelin. Folks. <laughs> this really does, though, feel like the, the person, like, lighting the match, getting mad at the person pouring the gas. Like, you're both, right. you're both setting the fire. You're just, your, your actions are, like, a little less labor intensive. So. Right, right. Like, you yeah. also just want to pour the gas, too, I guess. I also like, just, just use aluminum like bag. Yeah, that, that, that's that's what I was gonna say. It's like I realize people are passionate about this sport, but like I don't know how it works, and I don't give a shit. So I'm just like, just use yeah, use aluminum. That's that's easier. I'm sure there's I mean, some recycle. cricket person that will tell me why that's fucked up. But come on, right? But also like recycle. What happened to last year's bats? Why are we? What <laughs> yeah. happened like, five years ago? What what happened to those bats? Like what? Are well, we, like also, and also like oh, not cutting down the trees it, and cricket being the number one priority. I don't know. Look, but, like, their their wickets got too sticky. Uh, that'll happen. Those sticky yeah. wickets. You got to replace the sticky wickets. <laughs> yeah. Also, like we need the wood to make Major League Baseball bats. Right. Yes. So, 
a real exactly. fucking sport. Yeah. Cricket, how about baseball? <laughs> yeah. How about you? Like, I don't know. Use like slate or something. Make them out of chalkboards. Yeah. Or just play baseball. Get something from the moon. India's always going to the fucking moon now. Oh, yeah. Make your cricket bats out of something from the moon. Yeah. Or, like I said, just play baseball instead. It's like, looks the same. I don't know. I'm sure you'd like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's baseball that only goes one way. Yeah. (laughs) It's way easier. Dude, we got this... I was going to say no one's going to sweat, but they're not sweating either. They're wearing fucking sweaters playing. Hell no. Dude, we got the driest fucking wickets you've ever (laughs) seen, bro. (laughs) Start a cricket league. So, yeah. amazing if you did (laughs) do this. (laughs) No, Adam, I think we all should start one, you know, but we never read the rules. We just get the equipment and just try to figure it out. And you know, know, like, but it's just like a two mat. by four, just to prove a yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way I, uh, you know, I collected Star Wars cards when I was a kid. Never knew how to play the fucking game, and then when we tried, we would just make shit up. You know, yeah. do that. we could do that for a cricket. I don't know why they're complaining about the wood. There's plenty down at the Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with press board? <laughs> so, I think that's our episode. We did it. Hell Thank yeah. you both so much for doing it i appreciate it this was very fun thank you yeah Yeah. thanks for having us this was very fun thanks for having us what do we have to plug this comes out on monday i uh i have a show november 10th at sardine in san pedro um it's my second return to comedy of the year after having face surgery and then a week after that i'm doing samantha jane's show at uh, El Cid. It's called Comedy A Go Go. November 17th. I'm doing Kevin Anderson's show in December. And I'm going to be uh, teaching some comedy podcast classes. I don't know why I said comedy. If you're doing like serious podcasts, you can come come learn from the pros, baby. Uh, <laughs> watch my socials for details about that at Adam Todd Brown on Instagram and also on Blue Sky if you're there. I am. Uh, and that's all I got. AdamTodBrown.substack.com. Also, uh, Katie, what do you got to plug? I was just trying to think about the name of the show. I have a show in October and that I can't remember. So, you know, look out for that. Just follow me on social media. It's <laughs> at Kateability on everything except for TikTok. Somebody stole my name. So I don't really fucks with TikTok like that. Um, <laughs> so everything else is Kateability. And, um, uh, you know, I put out some funny videos sometimes. So just, you know, that kind of thing. That's what I'd like to plug. Katie, Katie Marion, thank you. Hell yeah. Uh, What do you got to plug? uh, You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, and Threads. Maybe one day I will post on those latter two. Right now I'm just uh, not following anybody and just collecting followers and feeling like a little miniature version of, uh, you know, some celebrity that doesn't follow anybody. So uh, check out there. (laughs) But, uh, you know, no content as of yet. Uh, December 17th, if you live anywhere near Knoxville, Tennessee, you can come see me at Ale Rays. That is uh, on Broadway there in Knoxville. So very excited to go back to Knoxville. And uh, other than that, you can check out my podcast. It's called The Goods from the Woods. It comes out every week. And uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash thegoodspot. Very nice. Let's get the fuck out of here. Katie, say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for having me. Rivers, say goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you.
Your bristles.